Alrighty, good morning, everybody. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Over here, it's morning or it's afternoon. <laughs> so, <laughs> it's yeah. evening here. Evening, right? So, around five, I believe around five p.m. over there, right? Yes, please. Yes, five p.m. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Cool. Okay. Is there anyone else we're waiting on, or uh, can we go and get started? Let's wait for Rachel. Okay, Rachel. Let's wait uh, five ten. Then we start. It's five seven now. Five ten. Then we start. Sounds good. Okay. Yeah. Where do you play? So I played uh, in the Arena Football League. Uh, I played with the San Jose SaberCats. Um, I played with the California Eagles right over here, and I played with the Chicago Falcons back in 2018. So essentially, okay. I play for for numerous teams uh, in the arena and indoor football leagues here and here in the U.S. And um, yeah, essentially, just uh, you know, now I'm basically having a, a podcast and I'm basically sharing my story um, and advice to athletes across the world. So oh, okay, okay. So we start soon.
Hello. Uh, please, I think we can start now. All right. All right. All right, everyone. Thank you all for having me here. Um, as you may, oh, someone else joined. All right. Okay. So essentially, um, you know, my name is my name's Asif, uh, and uh, I am a arena football player. Um, former arena football player who played in the arena football league in the American indoor football league, in addition to the most recently the world Ironman football league. Um, and kind of, you know, my story is that, um, you know, when I started, I, I wasn't able to play and compete in football in high school, um, due to the fact that, uh, my grades were not the best. Um, I, 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 I think I had a lot of confidence issues kind of, you know, with, with everything that was going on in my life at that point. But, um, you know, I think, um, you know, I, I, the reason why, you know, I was able to kind of, you know, build my career, you know, as an athlete um, in, the, in the AFL and the AIF and RFL was just due to the fact that um, I, 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 sorry, I just due to the fact that I basically had, you know, the right guidance, the right mentorship. And kind of what I do today now is essentially, um, you know, I, I have a podcast called the 81 Podcast and I provide mentorship. And so pretty much I thought, you know, this time would be kind of a good opportunity for me to provide my story, you know, to, you know, kind of, you know, provide guidance, you know, for anyone or athletes struggling. So obviously with me, um, you know, I was basically one of the, um, I, I am one of two players of, of, of Pakistani descent to play professional football here in the United States. Um, the other one, the other, the other, the other professional athlete, his name is Javon Hassan. He played in the NFL. Um, when I retired from playing full-time two years ago, he congratulated me on my retirement. Essentially, kind of with that, um, I kind of, my, me as an athlete and my brand, I basically, I represent something more than just football. I represent something more than just my school or, you know, the people. I represent my country, my native country. Even though I'm American, you know, my parents being from Pakistan, one of the biggest things that I learned, you know, kind of growing up is that, you know, being being a minority here either in the U.S. or anywhere, you know, whether you're in Africa, Europe, the Middle East, wherever you are in the country, in the, in the globe, you're going to face challenges. You're going to face challenges because the fact that your name is may or may not be anglicized. You may not be kind of, you know, do you, you know, mainstream, mainstream may not, it may not be as welcoming to you as other athletes. However, you know, for me, I use it as a motivational factor. You know, the reason why I keep harking back to kind of my, my early years is because there are times where I felt that a lot of, um, there, there are multiple moments throughout my career early on, especially throughout my early years when I went to go play junior collegiate football, West Valley College or San Jose City College, um, you know, with uh, under coach Keith Williams, who's now going to be the Baltimore Ravens passing game coordinator um, in the NFL. Um, a lot of times where I felt discouraged, I felt like I wanted to quit. And I think the reason why the reason why I felt like I wanted to quit was because of the fact that there were so many different obstacles I had to face, meaning that having not played in high school and going straight to the collegiate level to compete, it, it's a it's, it's, it's a very it's a very it's a very steep learning curve. You have to you have to get up to speed much, much more quicker than someone else who's trying to play, uh, you know, who's already played four years of high school ball and just, you know, running right into it. Right. So obviously with me, um, you know, one of the lessons that I took away well, you know, throughout the experiences of playing at San Jose City College, playing at West Valley College was that my coaches are there to be mentors. And I learned very quickly that I have to humble myself because when you have coaches like Coach, Coach Keith Williams, who's now in the NFL, um, and, you, and he's produced NFL players who are coming to your practices, such as James Jones and others, you basically learn that, you know, that there are guys who are much better than you. And you have to understand that they're not there to outcompete you. They're there to kind of serve as guide, uh, as guidance factors or kind of motivators and mentors. 
for you to learn and kind of hone your craft and hone your skill. So with me basically kind of taking the experiences I learned, you know, underneath those guys, such as James Jones, such as Coach Keith Williams, um, such as, you know, these other NFL players like, um, I don't know, like Adam Tafalis and a few others, I basically was able to kind of hone my craft as an athlete. I was able to learn different types of tools and techniques to improve my, my um, I guess you could say, my overall player profile as a wide receiver, in addition to also playing special teams. So basically, this was around 2000, 2008 was, was when I started my college career. And then essentially from there, I basically, you know, kind of leveraged the experiences with Coach Dub. And after Coach, so Keith, Coach Keith Williams is also referred to as Coach Dub, commonly here in the U.S., um, coach, basically after coach dub, uh, and, uh, after my freshman season in 2008, coach dub decided to take an offer to go coach at Fresno state university, um, here in California. Um, but for me, basically, um, it was, it was, uh, it was a decision for me to kind of either stay with San Jose city college in 2008, or basically go to West Valley college. And at this point in time, I really wanted to kind of go elsewhere because I felt like I wasn't, I wasn't getting the playing time I needed at San Jose city college. And that to me was one of the reasons why I felt like my, I, I, I felt like I wanted to quit because of the fact that I'm not getting the playing time I thought I was going to get, you know, even though I thought I was a much better athlete than, than I had panned out at the college level. So at this point, basically, after San Jose City College in 2008, I decided to just, just take my career to West Valley College. So that's this ring right here. I'm going to show you guys this. This is my West Valley College Vikings ring. Oh, wait. There we go. And so on the side of it, you can read that. You might not be able to. This 2009-2010 season. It's my name with my position and title. You can't, it's kind of blurry, but that's pretty much says number 81 wide receiver, special teamer, Austin Wolf Carly. All right. So with that, with West Valley College, our team, we didn't have the best season. However, we were able to, we were able to put our talent together and basically a lot of guys were able to go play at the next level. And the reason why, why I, I bring up the fact that we didn't have a good season was because even though the success on the field in, in the games were not aligned with kind of what you'd expect from a powerhouse team, the talent that we had that we produced was was paramount. We had guys that ended up going to the who got NFL practice squad looks. Guys like me went to the AFL, got AFL combine invites. Guys who actually ended up playing the AFL and the NAL and the IFL. Guys who went to the CFL. We had so much talent on that team. So with me, this is around 2009. I basically we wrap up the season and then essentially from there I have a choice. I basically have a choice. I kind of to go play Division three football at a local school like Menlo College or any of these schools in the Bay Area. Or I can I can take the opportunity to go to San Jose to San Jose Sabercats Combine in the, in the Arena Football League and try out there. So I decided to go and try to go try to try, try to go pro. I basically decided to go to San Jose Sabercats and I and I tried to kind of take my shot at, at, at becoming a professional athlete. That didn't pan out <laughs> because of the fact that once you once you're playing well, once you go from college to professional, obviously the talent level is so much more saturated. Meaning that at the collegiate level, you're not going to have you're going to you may be a, you may you may be a phenomenal standout, you know, a great player at the collegiate level, but then once you get to the pro level, almost everyone's a standout because everyone's been playing you know at the highest level and now they're there to get paid to play, right? So for me, obviously, uh, when I went to the San Jose Sabercats Combine uh, around I think I think it was on August uh, 2010, I basically um, I mean my numbers were good. I, I clocked at four five forty. Yes. I clocked four five forty, and I was able to basically, um, you know, I, I, I'm at the bench press. I think I had around two hundred uh, for like for twenty for 10, 10 reps, and I was able to kind of do like a, I think I had like a twenty four twenty five inch vertical. But essentially, uh, my combine footage was not good enough um, to get to make the cut. So at this point, basically, um, so now I played three years of football, two years of college, and you know, I tried out for a professional team. 
So at this point, I'm deciding, okay, do I want to continue this professional career or to try to make it professionally, or do I want to go back to school and find another career? And so for me, at this point, around 2011, I basically um, get a call. Um, this is from the Stockton Wolves, which is also another arena team here um, in California. The Stockton Wolves had basically started up, and they, want, they wanted a slot receiver, and they saw my footage from the San Jose Sabercats uh, combine the year prior. So for me, I'm basically at a crossroads. I can decide if I, I'm deciding if I want to go to the Stockton Wolves Combine or if I want to just go to continue going to school and trying to figure out, you know, is there something else for me outside of football, right? And uh, I decided to go. Um, just to give it a shot. And so at this point, basically, I'm trying out for the San Stockton Wolves. And this is around August of 2011. So this is, and the coach, the coach from the San Jose Sabercats, uh, Coach Steve Pappen, who was there at my, at my Sabercats combine was there. Sorry, who's that? Okay, no worries. And so he wasn't able to call any plays, but however, he was able to provide guidance for me. And it was good, but it wasn't, it was, it was, it was a good combine workout for me. But essentially, I wasn't able to have the trial I wanted, meaning that I was able to, 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 to have, you know, I, they gave me all the different route combinations. I was able to run against different the defensive coverages and schemes, cover two, cover threes, you know, zones, mans, and I was able to kind of have that. But I wasn't able to run the route packages I wanted because Coach um, Coach Papin wasn't there calling the plays. So I basically end up making it to the final three uh, professional athletes, you know, at that point, you know, basically the, the final three who were about to be cut. And then uh, they basically decided to go to the other two guys and they told me to come back next year and they'll keep working, right? Well, so what happens is around this point, I'm basically, I'm still, I'm still working. I'm still trying to figure out what I want to do, right? Because now I've tried out unsuccessfully for two professional teams, right? And when you, when you, when you've been playing football for four straight years, it takes a toll on your body, right? I mean, I, you, I mean, uh, rugby is no different. Rugby is pretty much the same, in my opinion, in terms of physical contact. It takes a toll on your body when you do it for a prolonged duration of time. I mean, I've been trying out for two professional teams at this point in the Arena Football League and the American Indoor Football League. I'm basically trying to understand what is my next step. You know, do I want to continue doing this or do I want to basically just, you know, stay in school, right? So finally, in 20, I'm, I'm, I'm still a part-time student. I'm basically working for Pizza Hut, you know, these minimal jobs. I'm just trying to, you know, figure out what I want to do. Around 2012, basically the California Eagles call. That's this team right here, the California Eagles. And essentially they called me and they basically said, Austin, we saw your tryout footage from the from Stockton Wolves. Do you want to come try out with us or do you want to basically pass up this opportunity? Give I said, you know what? I've, un I've tried out unsuccessfully twice already. So I don't really see the benefit. However, I may consider it. And they said, Asif, Coach Steve Pappen will be calling the plays for this. <laughs> and that to me was the best part because Coach Steve Pappen knew was, 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 was the, I guess you could say, I was very familiar with his, with his, with his playbook. I was very familiar with his playbook. So basically, we get, uh, I get invited to, the, to this, I guess, the um, California Eagles Combine in August of 2012. Oh, sorry, not August. This is around April. So April 2012, that's before the season started. And basically, uh, I try out, and uh, it comes down to, and I, and I have such a good combine because all the different route packages and all the different combinations that we're running on offense was, was very, very um, aligned with what I was accustomed to in college. Because Coach Steve Pappen, he had the same playbook as Coach Keith Williams, Coach Dub, because they're both from San Jose. And the San Jose's pro-style offense was very synonymous amongst all teams over there, whether it's a collegiate or professional team. So at this point, basically, Coach Pappen is giving me all, all the different route combinations. And, I, and I'm, I'm having a very good, good, good combine, having a very good tryout. And so there was another guy who, was, who, who they're looking at. And this guy was actually, I, in my opinion, he was a better athlete than me. 
meaning that he was able to run a faster 40 time. He ran like a 4-3-40. He was able to, he had better bench press. He had a better vertical leap, like a better better vertical jump, you know? And I thought they're going to go with him, right? And so basically, when it came down to it, it was me and him were the final two. They basically said, Asif, you know, the, uh, we, 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 we loved your character. We loved your effort. So we've decided to offer you the contract. <laughs> so at this point, I'm just sitting there. I'm 22 years old. I'm like, wow, okay. Like, now I, I, I signed a contract. What does this mean? Well, what it means is now you're, 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 you're basically getting paid to play. You're a professional athlete, right? So what is that? So everything that comes with that is, you know, obviously when you put on that jersey, you're basically representing the city. You're representing, you're representing a community. You're representing not only your team, but the fans and, and that whole franchise, right? And for me, obviously, I, I decided, you know what, if this is the only season I'm going to have to play professionally, especially for indoor, I'm going to make the most of it. Because I had tried out unsuccessfully twice for two different pro teams at this point, right? The San Jose Cats 2010, the Stockton Wolves in 2011. Now, here I am with the California Eagles, and now I'm, I'm about to basically get my first start. And I'll never forget, basically, it was special teams, and I was a gunner, and I had to go out and basically clear, I guess, I guess clear the lane and try, try to tackle the returner. So the kick returner is basically on special teams, is basically the man who receives the ball after, after the team kicks off the ball, right? So I basically, I, I, I'm able to get downfield as fast as I can. My teammate picks up the blocker. And then by, by the time the blocker gets down, the, I'm face-to-face I'm -face with the return man, and I tackle him. And then everyone on the sideline goes nuts. The whole the fans are going crazy. I mean, and, and that moment to me was pretty much what, what, what inspired me or kind of drove my confidence. It drove my confidence to keep going. Because what that told me was that, hey, kid, you may be 22. You may not be able to say that you have the fastest 40 time. You have the best bench press. You have any of these intangibles that these other athletes have. But what you do have is, is confidence and you have effort and you have determination. And I feel like with determination and your will, when you, when you, when you, when you can will, when you can will, when you can will yourself over any obstacle, you know, in football in, in rugby, any sport across the world, when you're able to show that you are not intimidated by your circumstances and your disposition will dictate kind of what you need to do, you're unstoppable. You're unstoppable because at that point, basically, you're able to tell everybody that when they watch you play, they'll be able to see when you go out there and you compete, you're going to you're going to be something you're going to be you're going to give them a memory that they're going to be proud of. You know, that memory was one of many. I basically continued my performance throughout the season, throughout the regular season, um, very, very successfully. And I was able to win special teams player of the year for that for that season with the with the American Indoor Football League. Because of the fact that I was able to have more blocks on special teams, more tackles. And I was able to play all positions on special teams, whether it was kickoff, being the gunner, whether it was kick return, being the jammer, whether it was punt, being the up back, which is like the quarterback of punt team for fake punts as well. I was able to play my position, know my role, do to the best of my ability, and basically earn the respect of the fans in the league. So winning special teams player of the year was a huge honor for me. Now, and that's not where the season ended. We were not supposed to win the Western Conference that year. The Western Conference champion was the Ontario Warriors. But the Ontario Warriors were suspended right before the AIF championship game because they were tampering with, with other teams. They're trying to illegally recruit other players. So the league decided to, to, to suspend the Ontario Warriors. So what this meant was the next, the team with the next best record, which was the California Eagles, us, we basically got to represent the AIF. So we were the 2012 Western Conference champions. And we got to play in the 2012 AIF championship game that year. And I'll never forget the team we played against, the Cape Fear Heroes, they're still in existence today. 
they were just so much better and they just they 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 imposed their will. So we won the Western Conference and we lost the, the championship game. However, we were able to hold our own because they went nine and zero that season and we were able to still score twenty seven points in that game. Now the next season the, the team folds and now basically at this point I'm twenty two. I played for five straight years, right? I played for San Jose City College two thousand eight, West Valley College in two thousand nine, the um the San Jose Sabercats in 2010, or tried out for the San Jose Cats 2010. Tried out for this for the Cal of uh, for the Stockton Wolves in 2011, and now the California Eagles in 2012. But now I've I've won a ring. I've won a ring. You know, I've won I've won a ring. You know, for for competitive play. But I mean, at this point, I'm just like um, I was only I wasn't getting paid that much money to play professionally, even though we were playing pros. As a rookie you, um, in the indoor league, you're not getting paid that much. That like you're getting paid like, as opposed to playing the NFL. So at this point, I decided to go back to school. Um, I decided to go back to school. I transferred to Cal California State University, East Bay. I finished my bachelor's. I started working in IT consulting. So now we're going to fast forward from 2012 to 2017. Um, I finished my master's degree in 2017. At this point, basically, I'm deciding, okay, like, you know, what do I want to do? I ended up getting a job opportunity to go relocate to Chicago. So I basically go to Chicago in 2018. Uh, late 2017 and then 2018, I basically kind of settled in. And I find out that there's a team over there called the Chicago Falcons. And so this is roughly six years after the American Indoor Football League ended. This is after six years after the 2012 AIF season with the California Eagles, right? So at this point, basically, um, I mean, I had not played competitively. I had not played professionally for over six years, right? So I, I was basically completely out of form. I was in the best shape and best conditioning at this point. However, I, I still had the IQ. I still had what these younger players, these rookies did not have. They didn't understand the game. They didn't understand special teams and the wide receiver position as well as I did. So I basically go to try out, you know, for the Chicago Falcons. This is around uh, April, 2018. And basically at the end of the tryout, Coach Rob, Coach Tom Robinson basically says, what's your number? I said, uh, I, I wear 81. And he said, can you, can you be here, can you be here Monday for practice? I'm like, yes, sir. He's like, congratulations. You have, you have a contract and I get a contract. That to me is pretty much kind of the defining moment of my career because even though this was the most successful season in 2012, this season in 2018 with the Chicago Falcons, as a 28-year-old, when you're basically not in the game for six years and now you have to come back and play against guys who have played Division I football consistently and now are ready to go play professionally and are on your team, or are in your leagues, and now you're playing against some of the teams you played against in the in the American Indoor Football League. It proves to it proves that you are a true athlete, because you are able to prove that your character and your will will get you on a team at any point in your life. It does not matter how well conditioned you think you are, how fit or how athletically gifted you are. That doesn't matter. What matters is you knowing that you'll find a way. You won't look at the excuses. You won't look at your circumstances. You won't look at the fact that you've been out of the game for six years. You won't look at the fact that you're not, that, you're not as fast as you once were. You're not as strong as you once were. No, you're going to go out there and you're going to prove to the world exactly why you belong on a team. So with the Chicago Falcons 2018 season, at this point, basically, we end up we didn't have the most successful season. We went two and seven. But however, we were able to also make the, make the playoffs because the other teams got suspended. And we were able to make the conference championship game. So... We were able to make the conference championship game, and and uh, I was able to make the All Star game that year. And the a conference championship game was October 6, twenty eighteen. 
I mean, we got blew out, but I mean, like I still had a block for a few yards and, and I still contributed well, you know, for my, for my teammates. And essentially, um, uh, 2018, October, um, it was the All-Star game, I think October 27, 2018 in Wisconsin. And basically all the All-Stars from all the different teams around the leagues were invited. And uh, basically that was pretty much where uh, my career ended. Uh, so my playing career ended there and then I started coaching. And I, and I was coaching high school football in 2019 before COVID hit. I was coaching varsity football at Whitney High School and I was able to instill some of these lessons to the kids. And one of the biggest things I'll never forget for the kids is the fact that they, when they see the rings, you know, they really like, wow, like I want to get one of those, right? And I think for me, now as a podcaster and now as a as a speaker and kind of now as like, you know, someone who's who's a, who's a wealth of knowledge to kind of share my story. The biggest thing with sharing my story is to understand that is for anyone to understand that as long as you have the will, you'll be able to be successful. As long as you put in the effort, you'll be successful. It doesn't matter where you are in the world. It doesn't matter if you're from a, from 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 wealth, if you're from poverty, you know, if you can if you can will yourself and you can prove to the world exactly why you belong in that field, why you belong on that team, you will you will be successful. For me, it wasn't necessarily at the highest. It was at the highest level. It wasn't in the NFL. However, playing the Arena Football League, the Indoor Football Leagues, you know, to me, I would never trade for anything because now I'm able to share my career, you know, with, with all of you on this call, with everyone on my podcast, with NFL players, you know, with UFC fighters, you know, with Hall of Famers from all different sports and all different walks of life. And it really, it's, it's really kind of the point of the message is pretty much understanding that whatever you do, do it with full effort, do it with 100% full effort, because you'll be able to prove to the world exactly why you belong on that field and why you belong at the highest level. So that's pretty much my story in a nutshell. <laughs> Let me know if you guys have any questions or comments. Wow. Um, so uh, for me, uh, thanks for sharing. Uh, personally, I've stopped playing rugby for some time, but I feel motivated. I feel like I can go back in there. Yeah. Yeah, saying, oh, please, but they know I'm coming back. All and right. I'm going to use my experience on them very soon. So watch out for me. You'll see pictures. Jav, please, please, please. You can't, you can't come back. We are begging you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Nagama, I'm playing. So I'm very sad now. And you, I, I, you, I know, you know, but please make sure you, you don't get your angles broken because, you know, <laughs> I'm begging you. I'm begging you, please. <laughs> you don't worry. We'll settle that on the pitch when we start. <laughs> oh, now, that's starting, competition. <laughs> but now I'm starting with tag rugby before. Mm -hmm. uh, by mid, I should be very strong again to take up it. Uh, for me, I like the fact that you'd went in the first time you didn't get second you didn't get but you still went back and i think it's a good thing most of us after the first try we give up and then that is it all for, for us um i got injured uh, i think 2015 i'm not so sure and uh that's what has discouraged me more of the time to play because i think about the injuries and all that so uh we have to work around it because uh, we don't have to give up. Right. So, Dagam, uh, I'm coming for you guys. I'm coming in a sublime way, so don't worry. No problem, no problem. 
Uh, well, uh, what I think I also have to say is um, that is a great story, and then um, it's very motivational. I like that. Um, it brings me to my side because I, I remember um, I didn't really want to play um, rugby, but then I was convinced to play. And um, you know, down the line, I had a few criticism here and there, but uh, I, I didn't give up. And then I remember my first year in rugby league, I played as a winger and, um, you know, things got okay. My team was second in the season. Uh, and then the national team call-up came and then I remember Jaffa called me and then I was like, man, you're not playing as a winger again. You're playing a five eight. And I was like, for real? So I had to walk to a friend and tell him, guy, this is what you're telling me. So what do you think? I was like, yeah, you can do it. Just put it on. Oh, I, I just took it on and then oh, lo and behold, we are still holding on to it and we are, we are trying our best to be the best as we can. So Ali, uh, it's great sharing your story and then it's a motivation to us all. We are facing it here and then um, we are hoping we get better and then probably win some international tournament and then may, we don't do rings, we'll do medals and then we'll get more medals for ourselves. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, I mean, whether it's rings or medals, brother, you know, as long as you have some hardware, but I see, there we go. <laughs> so, you know, just have to have the vet metal right there. Just so, you know, and just flex it. <laughs> so. All right. No, great. Uh, no, great, 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 great hearing that feedback from both of you. Um, you know, I, I love, I love hearing your guys' feedback and your, and your, and your responses and kind of what your journeys are too, because that's the point, you know, we're all athletes, right. And we all just want to get better. And we all want to learn from each other to become better. And for me, obviously, you know, with my story, you know, like I said, I wasn't, I, it wasn't like I came out of nowhere. I had coach Keith Williams as my first coach in college. I had James Jones from the NFL as like, as, as a wide receiver, who used to come out to our spring practices in practice. So I was immediately immersed with, with the best level of talent, you know, and some of my teammates played in the NFL too, like Manu, who's, who was also on my podcast, they one podcast. And you can check that on Spotify if you want. But essentially, you know, that's that's the whole point. You know, we're all athletes and we all need to figure out kind of, you know, kind of to your point, you know, Jafar, Jafar, or kind of you know, to your point is it's, it's one of those things where it's like, you know, sometimes we just want to quit because after one try of being unsuccessful, I'm not going to lie. I mean, I thought I was going to quit because at this point, I'm just sitting here. I'm like, OK, I couldn't make it. What's the chances or odds of me making it on another team if I can't make it on this team? Right. But, you know, I just kept going. And you know what? That's pretty much what it is. You know, it's like anything. You don't, you fail once, you fail twice. The third time's a charm. Sometimes it takes more than three tries. But as long as you stay with it, you'll be successful. So. Yeah, um, um, I, I also think it comes uh, with hard work. Right. And, and determination. Because um, if you're not really determined, you're not really putting the hard work, um, waking up early in the morning, go for the training, head to the road, go to the gym, and then do all those that is necessary. Um, I don't think you actually get it because when you're given a chance and you're not uh, mentally um, ready for it, you're not physically uh, strong and ready for it, um, it's really going to really hit you hard. But if you put in the effort, put in the dissemination and the hard work, you get there, you get a chance and it comes snap like that. You just flow with the rhythm and then it goes. So uh, it's, it's all about hard work and dissemination push yourself tell yourself i can do it i'm going to do it and then trust yourself you'll be there 100 100 yeah. so 
the hard work determination that's all it takes so um ali can, I, I want to ask a question yeah uh, what are, uh, what has been your favorite moment um, playing um, nfl yeah, for me playing the AFL, I think the my favorite moment AF AFL AIF and the RFL three leagues I competed in. My favorite moment was probably um, I would have to say when with the Chicago Falcons back in 2018, we had a game against Southern Lake Blue Devils, right? And so I was on special team, but I was a gunner, and I was also a jammer. So on on kickoff, the opening kickoff, you know, the the ref signals whistle, we and we and then and our kicker lines up, we line up, and then we 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 bolt down the field, right? And the returner is this fast little kid. He's fast. You know what I mean? And he has this big dude blocking for him. And so, like, so my team is like, oh, no, we're not going to tackle that guy. And I said, you guys sure you're not going to tackle him? He's like, yeah, we can't do it. Okay, all right, watch this. I, I literally sprint down the field. I wrap up and I tackle him. And he just falls. And my teammates are like, oh, my God. Like, <laughs> like where'd you learn how to do that? I'm like, that's why I'm professional, brother. <laughs> that's why I got these rings, you know? Because I'm yeah. not afraid. I'm not afraid how big you are. I'm not afraid. You know, if I if I'm able to get my shoulder lower than you, I'll have leverage. If I have leverage, I'll beat you. I'll beat you every time. You know, so that's my favorite moment. I'd say. <laughs> uh, any serious injuries? Uh, how did you uh, bounce back after the injuries? And like, what what really motivated you to come back after those serious injuries? So right here, you can see that scar. So this was yeah. basically a, 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 when I, was, I went up for for a reception during a game against a middle linebacker collide. So this finger goes like this, and this bone is fractured. I have to get it surgically repaired. I had to sit out for six months. I had to sit out for six months, and I had to do rehab just to get the range of motion back. So if you look at it right now, it doesn't get back fully all the way down, but it, it gets close yeah. to it. Yeah. So it was very difficult because you're a wide receiver. All you do is catch, right? And you can't do anything else. And it was very difficult and very frustrating for me because obviously at this point, I'm just like, well, okay, like I can't, I can't get out there and I can't compete. So what am I supposed to do? And I have to stay on the sidelines, watch my teammates play. And it's very frustrating. It's very, very frustrating because you want to be out there playing. So kind of, I mean, the way I dealt with it mentally, it was just understanding that, okay, like, you know, this is a temporary injury. And the only way I'm going to be able to come back from it fully 100% is if I take my rehab seriously, if I go, go, you know, if I go to my therapist every single day, and if I, if I ensure that I'm a professional and I'm on the sidelines with my teammates, so they know that, hey, you know, it doesn't matter that, you know, that I'm injured. I'm still there for the team, you know, because it ultimately it's, it's about the team. It's not about me individually as a player. But basically, fortunately, after the six months were up, um, I was able to get the range of motion back. I was cleared by the, by, by, by the team doctors and staff to play. And um, rest was history. So I was very, I was very fortunate that, uh, you know, my recovery was successful. You know, credit, 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 credit to Dr. Besh. Um, Dr. Besh here uh, at, at the Form Hand Institute for kind of working with me. And, but, you know, obviously, you know, kind of, but yeah, I mean, that that was one injury. I also had concussions, you know, later on in my career. Um, and those are, those are also very difficult to deal with too. Because with concussions, I mean, you're basically, you're not sure if you're fully 100% ready. And the team, and you may feel like you're ready. You feel like you can play, but the team doctors are telling you you can't play, right? And, yeah. and, 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 you're, and you're just like, okay, so now what am I supposed to do? The team doctors are telling me I can't play, but here I am. I feel like I can play, and you're and it's a very frustrating experience. It's very frustrating. So, again, I think just kind of learning how to be patient and learning to trust the process of recovery and rehab are, are, are very important, are very important to, to any athlete. That I want to just, you know, anyone listening on this call, whoever, whoever this, whoever's going to listen to this, they have to understand, take your rehab seriously. Do not try to rush it. Do not try to skip it. 
take it seriously. Listen to the team doctors. Do what they tell you to do. Do what they tell you to do, you know? And that's the only way you'll, you'll become better. So. All right. All right. Thank you. Thank you for that. Absolutely. Uh, uh, well, most athletes are always in hurry to get back on the field because they think they're missing out. And then um, it's, it's great you are sharing this experience. You know, we just have to take our time, make sure we are completely okay, ready for the game, and then we get back. That's great. That's great. Any 100%. disappointing moments? Yeah, go ahead. Do you have, do you have any disappointing moments? Like you feel disappointed, you're like, oh no, this this shouldn't have happened. <laughs> so many. Let me let me let me oh. give you a few. I remember one time uh, I was I was a slot receiver and I was supposed to actually go up for go up for the cap. I was supposed to go up for a pass after, after I ran my, my my route, my slant. But but then essentially what happened was the was was a linebacker saw me and they basically just just went and covered me. So basically, I just kept running, and then by the time I turned, linebacker's actually right in front of me. So the the, the quarterback already let go of the ball. Linebacker's right there, and 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 then and then I forgot to jump. I'm supposed to jump for the pass because I'm not that. I'm five ten. I'm not, I'm like six four. I'm supposed to jump, and so that way, you know, I, I would have like you know the advantage. I didn't jump. The linebacker literally just picks off the ball. <laughs> he picks off the ball and he runs. I'm like, oh my god, this is my fault. It's my fault, right? And I'm so upset with myself, right? But you know, I mean, it's a learning lesson. It's like, hey, you know, sometimes, you know what? Defenses are, are fast. They're going to catch up with you, right? So you have to understand that adjusting is, is key to be successful. You have to be, you have to be able to adjust, you know? Adjust, adjust, adjust. Make sure you run back towards your quarterback and make sure that, you know, you're able to kind of understand what's being presented in front of you. Because when you can understand what's in front of you and you can see it, and when you can learn to see the field a little bit better, it makes you more, makes you more effective to kind of, you know, be, I guess, be a receiver. So that was one disappointing moment. Um, I would say no disappointing moment is obviously when we lost in the uh, conference championship game um, right here. And then obviously, um, but I mean, we, we still, we still made it. So we still got the rings, you know? Um, but I mean, ultimately I thought we could have played a little bit better um, because I mean, I thought as a team, we were the better team. Honestly, I thought we were the better team talent wise. Right. But essentially it was what it was. I mean, the other team was, was, was more cohesive. They played better. And um, you know, when you have a team that, that when you have a team that's playing better, it makes it it, it 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 tells you that you, whenever you come back, whenever you're going to play the next season, you have to understand that hey, like you know how they played is how I want my next team to play or how I need to play. You know, as a leader on a team, you have to kind of know that when the team fails, it's on you as a leader because you fail, you you win as a team, you lose as a team. When you lose in the playoffs, you have to kind of take those losses to heart. You know, so conference championship game 2018 RFL. Uh, 2012 AIF championship game, um, even though we got blown out, I, I, I didn't view it as badly as 2018 championship game. But essentially, I mean, um, those moments helped me kind of become better as a coach and better as, a, as, as an athlete. So, right. 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 That's... How about some of you? Uh, and who... Who's that? Said. 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 Okay, Ali. Yeah, Ali. Yeah, um, um, I, I would like to. Said, said, said. Mute, mute, you Seth, you need to go on mute, brother. (laughs) 
Okay, so um, any any achievements um, since you, you became a coach, and then um, what what really motivated you to become a coach? So obviously, as a coach, there's been multiple achievements I can think of. So when I was at Whitney High School back in 20, 2019, I was the offensive assistant, and so our team was basically coming off of a winless season. So meaning in 2018, Whitney High School was 0 and 10. We were able to finish the season five and five. So we finished the season five and five. So we improved by 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 five by by over five. I guess over we we more than doubled our our wins from from the past season. Um, now basically, as kind of like a life coach and as a mentor and as a podcast, what motivates me to kind of keep going now? You know, obviously coaching or just you know being like kind of a mentor um, in the sport of football is just kind of knowing that with with all us all the trials and tribulations I faced, um, you know, as a, as an athlete and as a coach. Um, I'm able to give back to these to the, to the next generation of athletes. You know, next generation of athletes mean you know guys, you know younger athletes such as your age or kind of even younger, you know, who are basically now breaking into the game. I'm able to kind of you know give them life lessons that are given on to me by my coaches, and that's really what inspires me is really just being able to give back because I feel like if you have knowledge and you don't share it, then you're basically you're useless, right? But if you have knowledge and you're able to share it. And you're able to impact someone as an athlete and make them better, and they're able to see how it makes them better. Then you're basically fulfilled your duty as coach. And so that's what football is to me. It's it's all about giving back, and that's what motivates me to continue coaching. That's what motivates me to continue being a mentor. And that's what motivates me to continue doing appearances like these, um, you know, with all different types of sports teams across the country and you know across the world. So that way, everyone kind of can learn from my experience and hopefully help them become better too as a result. All right, all right. Oh, that's great, and thank you. Absolutely. Oh, sharing your ideas and, and knowledge to the world. Hopefully, you, you, you come down to Ghana and in Africa and then at least you motivate some guys. Oh, uh, well, absolutely. Yeah, it, it, might, it might not be rugby, but then I, I think the Ghana NFL team will need some experience and mentoring from you. So who knows, maybe in the future you come down and then help. So looking forward to that. Absolutely, absolutely. You know, I mean, now, now, now that I met you guys, you know, I mean, I also know Kofi Monchon, you know, and also, uh, you know, another guy, Siba, Siba Ali Muhammad, you know, so almost an athlete over there in Ghana playing rugby. So I would love to come visit, you know, so hopefully soon, you know, hopefully soon. Right, right, yeah, right, right, right. Excellent. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. We all come, bro. Yeah. So, and any, any other thing um, you'd like us to know, right, about yourself or, any other, any other, any other thing you'd like to share with us? Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, outside of football, I mean, I work as an IT consultant now, and I'm also kind of like you said, like I'm, I'm a speaker, I'm a life coach, so I'm not just a football coach, I'm a life coach, so I kind of help people, you know, kind of coach them, you know, uh, on the side. Outside of that, um, I have a podcast, the 81 Podcast, so if you guys are interested in sports or you like sports talk, radio, you can follow the 81 Podcast on Spotify or Anchor FM. So the 81 Podcast, I basically have NFL players, you know, wrestlers, UFC fighters, you know, arena football players, college football players, you know, all different types of athletes from all different types of sports. I've also had two rugby players from Ghana, from, from your from your guys, and, you know, this will go up on there too. So, I mean, you know, if you guys want to follow that, you can go look it up on Spotify, look it up on Anchor FM, uh, Anchor.fm. It's called The 81 Podcast, and you can Google it too if you want more information. So, right. um, yeah. I think, yeah. I, think I, I saw the interview with you and then um, Siba Ali Mohammed. Yeah. Yeah, I saw that. And then I, I think I've seen that with uh, Monchon, Kofi Monchon, too. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah. And obviously the podcast, you know, you saw those interviews. It's the same. It's the same concept like this. It's 
basically being able to hear everyone's else experience and basically give back my own experience. And I love kind of, you know, I love just hearing different athletes, you know, because we're all athletes, especially rugby with football. There's so many similarities with rugby and football. The only difference in my opinion is the fact that rugby, you don't wear pads, football, you wear pads, you know? And so I truly enjoy kind of, you know, learning about different athletes like you guys and and, and your struggles and kind of what your journeys have been. Cause you know, it helps me. And like you said, I do eventually, I, I am going to visit Ghana eventually. I mean, I, you guys can write that down on the book. It's recorded. I'm going to post it. So I will be in Ghana some soon. I just don't know what exact right. dates. You know what? About, I'll, I'll definitely come down there and I'll give you guys a visit and we'll get some, we'll make some magic happen. <laughs> great, great, great. <laughs> uh, that, that, would be, that would be fun to have you and then at least get to hang around with you and share some experience and then, you know, at least get to know each other's, you know, like culture here in um, Africa and then the kind of um, struggle we go through to make it in, in, in professional uh, sportsmanship because it's, it's really not easy. It's really not easy down here, but we are really pulling our weight. And then uh, those executives, those in charge, also really pulling their weight to support and make the game great. And then um, it's, it's all about sacrifice here now. So hopefully things get better and then uh, we, we meet each other and then sheesh, we take it from there. Yeah, absolutely. And I, and, and I might bring a football match so I can throw around you guys. <laughs> so. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, 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 that'll be fun. You know, yeah. you know I, I, I once tried an NFL. I, I, honestly, I really didn't like him much because, like, <laughs> well, I'm, I'm used to rugby and then, you know, now instead of passing the ball backwards, I'm now shooting the foil. Like, come on, guys. With all the. Um, Pads, you know, that I was like, no, 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 I can't do this. I can't do this. But, well, it's it's almost the same, just the slight difference of the passing and then the, right. the pads. Yeah. So it's great. And then when you come, definitely you will learn something from him. And probably you might, we might tackle you hard. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking forward to it, brother. I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah that'd be great yeah obviously and your point's right rugby and football difference in passing difference in different types of schemes offensively defensively Mm -hmm. the wing but there's a lot of similarities like like the wing back is very similar to the wide receiver you know like the wing back is very because you have to run down field you have to score what does the wide receiver do he catches the ball runs down the field and scores right and you know the the, 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 the scrums and obviously you know the court i mean the only difference is maybe the formations but yes you know there's a lot of similarities so yeah i would definitely love to kind of and obviously, like you said, there's a lot of challenges down there, but, you know, credit to your to your organization and the executives and the, and the board. You're putting this all together and making you guys, you know, still be able to play. And, you know, things are going to continue to get better, um, you know, and uh, we'll just keep going regardless. So, all right. Yeah. So, um, Ali, where exactly are you from? So I'm from California, but uh, my parents are from Pakistan. So I'm Pakistani descent. Pakistani oh, okay. American. All right. So um, you live your whole life in America or you, you were from Pakistan and you came to America? My whole life, I've been in America. I'm born and raised. So, <laughs> so you, have, you, have, you have dual citizenship. That's great. Yeah. <laughs> All right. All right. Absolutely. So aside uh, football and then work, how, how was life, um, how, practically life as um young guy coming up with without okay wait first without um you uh, being a an athlete hmm? did you have were you sure you wanted to be an athlete or 
it just happened. So you mean like when I when I decided to become a football player? Yeah, yeah. Like I, I want to find out: was it a dream for you to become a football player, or it just happened? It was, and that's a good question. It was actually kind of both. So here's how it worked: basically, around my junior year of high school, this is around 2007. I was basically in in the position to where I could try it out for varsity, right, for my for my high school team. But I decided not to because I realized I wasn't conditioned enough. But I did want to play at that point because I realized my, my first seven years of life, I, I I actually grew up being a wrestling fan. I'm a big pro wrestling fan, and um, I wanted to kind of do pro wrestling for for some time, right? But essentially, with that, um, like you know, pro wrestling wasn't wasn't an actual sport. It's not a sport that you can just jump into, right? So I decided, okay, like, what can I do? I'm very physical. I'm very physical with my hands. I played soccer when I was younger. I played soccer when I was a kid. I was a goalie. And I played basketball. I played basketball when I was – and so I was, I was – I guess I was like a shooting guard in basketball. I was a goalie in soccer. And But in basketball, they said that I'm, uh, I, I use my hands too much. They'd always call me for foul. They said, that's a foul because you're not supposed to move and you're not supposed to put your hands like that on somebody, right? Yeah, yeah, and so, yeah. And basketball has no contact. So Yeah, low contact. Exactly. Very low contact, right? And so – for me, I'm just like, I'm very physical. I'm like, what the hell? Like, I, I can't play this sport. You know what I mean? I, I need to do something where I can put my hands on somebody and like hit somebody, right? And um, <laughs> yeah. pretty much with that, obviously, I realized, you know what? Hey, you know, rugby rugby is not as big here as it is in, as it is outside the U.S. So football, football is the number one sport here. So I decided, okay, you know, around my junior year of high school, I wanted to give this a shot, but it was already too late. So basically, I talked to Coach Mannion. So Coach Mannion, John Mannion, his son, Sean Mannion, is in the NFL. He plays for the Vikings. He's a quarterback for the Vikings, okay? So Coach Mannion, I said, Coach, can I play Division One football at San Jose State? He's like, Asif, he's like, I'm going to be honest with you. Like, our school's been kicking ass football for 25 years, but only two guys have gone Division One. If you want to go play at, at a Division One school, go to a junior college and try, try, tr- get some film, try out there. So I went to San Jose State College, and basically the rest was history. But basically with, with Coach Mannion, I mean, he, he helped inspire me because he basically said, he said on testimony, on video testimony, when I recorded him, he said, Austin Philly didn't play football for a high school, but I'm sure he'll be successful in whatever he pursue, decides to pursue in life. And um, pretty much it was, so it was, it was a dream around that, I guess a later dream that I realized, but I, I, but it just also, it just happened because I decided like, you know, around high school, I want to give this a shot. So it was basically a combination of the two. Right. All right. Yeah. All right. That's great. Absolutely. <laughs> okay. Um, okay. Guys, um, any other comments from any other person? Um, I think um, we've had a lot. So it's now time to share our experience. And you never know, maybe your story might also, might also touch somebody. So let's share how we got into the sport, what we thought, what we are feeling. And I think we might motivate somebody this year. Thank you. Good. Okay, sharing, I think I'll, I'll start sharing. Well, um, I started playing rugby um, about three years ago. Well, I wasn't really into a physical game. I'm more, um, I, okay, I play handball and I play basketball in um, high school. So it wasn't much of um, a contact game. So yeah. I was one day um, having my intention by the radio station, and then I saw these bulky guys coming. I was like, "Like for real? Who are these guys? They coming to beat us up?" And they're like, "No, they are rugby players." I was like, Ooh, "Okay, <laughs> okay, I, 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 I would like I would like to see the game." So um, I caught up a friend and um, Philip, 
And then um, one guy called Fike, they pulled me to their practice one day. So I went out with my trainers. So um, during the course of the training, they said we play touch. I was like, okay, let me give it a try. We were playing the touch, passing, passing. They gave me the ball. And then I saw this huge guy running towards me. I left the ball and ran away. They're like, no, he's just going to touch you, not tackle you. I was like, oh, okay, okay. That is great. So it went on and on and on. The rest were history. And then is that? I, I got um, okay. signed up. What do you need? Uh, uh, the place I, is locked. I, I got signed up with Unless one uh, team called uh, Cosmos Buffaloes. Um, my first season was a bit bad because um, the first two games, they, they forgot to put me up in the team list to play. And then the third game, honestly, I gave up. I gave up. I really, really gave up on the, on, on the game because uh, we had a, the, the, the loose flanker being injured. And the coach was like, Chris, I want you to play. I was like, no, coach, I want to play. Uh, how many minutes for the game to end? And you want me to play? I'm not going to play. So the coach got a bit frustrated. I was like, guy, he, he spoke to my captain. And the captain was like, Takama, I know you. You can do it. Play this for uh, 30 minutes for me. I was like, okay, I'm going to do it. So I put on my boots, warmed up, and then hit the field. I went in, and at the first contact, there was this huge guy coming towards me. I was like, it's either I tackle him or I leave him to score. Right. right. So I, I, I look at this guy coming towards me, and it's my first time playing contact. Like, no, let's do this. I went real hard, bang, straight to oh. the ground. Rap on the ball, and then we won uh, possession. And then the whole stands were like, Yay! The you did it, you did it, you did it. <laughs> it really got into my I was like, Whoa, I can't do this. I was right. boom, bang, 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 bang. I brought them back. So it went on and on and on. And then the season ended. Lo and behold, my first season, I got called into the um, National Savings um, um, team for a tournament in Tunisia. But due to set, certain circumstances, and it was my first time, I wasn't picked up for the national team. Um, my second year was the same thing. And then my third year, you know, there were a lot of politics affiliated with um, rugby here down in Ghana. So um, then Coach Sam came from um, the UK, came to reintroduce rugby league. And then um, I remember Coach Julius kept insisting Come, come and play league, come and play league. I was like, no, man, I'm, I'm, I'm done with rugby. I'm done with rugby because my first, second time getting the chance to play for the national team has been declined. So why do I have to waste my time? So Julius kept insisting, insisting. And then I was like, okay, you know what? I'll pass by and see how it goes. So I just get up my body armor, my boots and all that in my bag. I, I actually went with set. And when we got there, one guy approached me, Eddie approached me like, hey, guy, I want you to play for scholars. I was like, okay, I already had a team, but let me try for scholars. So I tried it for the first time. It was fun. We played the second game, and then, you know, we were winning a couple of the games. So we played, we played, we played, and then we were second out of that season. And it was a great experience. So it was like, there's a tournament in Nigeria, and... For me, I doubted myself. I, I, I didn't know I would make the team. 
So I was there, I, I had a call, Japa told me I've been selected to justify for the national team. I was like, wow, that's good. Well, let, let's give it a try. So we went, we played a justify, we tried in it. Well, I got selected to the national team. We went to Nigeria, we played a tournament. Uh, we lost our first game, we won the second game, and then it's, it's our first international win. And then since then, it's been great playing rugby league. And then I owe that to um, um, Coach Julius for pulling me back into rugby. And then my, my teammate for motivating me because Philip was always on me. My guy, you can do this. Go, you can do this. Just put your head in the game. I make mistakes, I go to him. I did this, what do you think? Okay, do it this way, do it this way. Uh, not forgetting about what um, Jafar, Jafaro did. It was always on me, guy, you can do it. Get this thing right, go, come on. Get the training straight. And then it has been great. Now I, 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 I play comfortably in a position I never thought I'll be able to handle it. And then I'm doing pretty well for myself. Well, I can't say, but then I think those behind would, would, would testify at least I'm trying my very best in that position. And it's, it's been great. And we're looking forward to, you know, uh, better opportunities out there, play pro pro level, maybe get the contracts um, outside Africa and then take it from there and see what the future has in store for us. So this has been my experience so far and then it still counts. Absolutely. No, I appreciate that. No, it sounds like sounds like you you have a pretty similar story to me. You have a big ass dude running at you, you just gotta fucking tackle him. <laughs> yes, yes. I, I you know, Ali, I, I, I had to go all out because if I had left him to score that try, right. uh, they would have won that game. And we needed that point to progress to the next stage. And then I was like, you know, it's either I kill this guy or he kills me. So I went real hard. Real hard. <laughs> and then right. it, it was it was the best. Because I, I remember that tackle really motivated me, that pushed me to that extra um, urge to, you know, um, take that battle on. And it's been great since. It's been great since. Yeah. 100%, 100%. No, absolutely. You know, once you have that one signature play, that one moment, you're just like, wow. You know what I mean? Like, you, you like it, it inspires you to say, okay, I can do this. You know, I can yeah. do this. You know what I mean? So, awesome. Love that. All right. Thank you for sharing. Hi, right, welcome, bro. Yeah. Anybody else? I think I, I can also try. Can I? Yeah, oh, Rachel. Yeah, you can. Of course. Hey, Rachel. Hi. <laughs> okay, well, my, my experience with sports actually started with some other sports other than rugby league. Yeah. I started with sports when I was in GHS playing soccer with the guys and basketball and athletics. And it was fun. And I think my interest in sports grew then. And when I got to SHS, I continued playing sports. I did basically almost all the sports there. So one time um, we had to go for a tournament in Nigeria. And we had to go for our passports. And mine was almost declined because those in charge looked at me and told me I didn't look like a sports girl. So, they, yeah, they said I didn't have muscles. I looked, pretty, I looked too, too pretty. Yes, but no. <laughs> wow. so I had to get witnesses to come in, testify that I'm a sports girl. And at that time, I was the captain of my team. So they had to come and testify before my 
passport was actually approved. So we went for the tournament and by God's grace, we won. And then we came back, it was fun. And later on, I got to uni too, I tried other sports. And at that time, I didn't try rugby because I didn't know much about rugby. So I think it was in my third year um, when I met Jafari. And at that time, I was a team manager for a volleyball club, a male volleyball club. And uh, that's how um, I think Jafari saw me doing what I was doing and he got interested and he told me to come and try rugby. Initially, he wanted me to play, but I was a bit scared, you know, from what he told me and from what I had learned later. Later on, I realized it was for big men and aggressive guys running here and there, pushing people aside. And honestly, I wasn't ready for something like that. So he told me to just get involved and then just try managing one of the clubs. With that, I will learn something from it. So I took his offer and then I joined him. At that time, it was a union club, Titans Sporting Club. I joined and it was fun. And then later on, when um, I think rugby league actually started, like became active again, he called me and told me to join. And I can say since I joined rugby league, I haven't regretted my decision because I've tried other sports. And with the other sports, we needed a criteria to join. For basketball, we're always talking about people being tall. You have to be tall before you can actually play. Soccer, you have to be like this, you have to be like that. But in rugby league, everybody was accepted. Whether you were tall, you were skinny, they accepted everybody. And I that's one thing I loved about rugby league, the fact that they didn't um, discriminate against anybody and everybody was allowed to play. So I can, I can boldly tell people outside that if they want to join rugby league, our arms are wide open. You can come and join us because it's for everybody. You don't have to be tall or big or small to play. No matter how you are, you can play rugby league. Um, that's all I have to say. And that's a great story because, you know, I, I think I think to your point, like you said, like there's stereotypes associated with the sport, but then you're able to say, you know, hey, I don't care what the stereotypes say. You know, for me, for football, like you said, big, muscular dudes, I'm not, I wasn't big or muscular. I was, I was lean and skinny. Right. And, you know, to your point, you know, I mean, when you know that, you know, it doesn't discriminate based on gender and they don't discriminate based on kind of your size or your athletic profile. And you know that you have the ability to compete and, 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 you know, you're able to stick with it. Like you said, you went off, you know, kind of starting off to being kind of hesitant. Now you love it. You wouldn't want to play any other sport. So that, that's great. Yeah. Thank you. Absolutely. You're welcome. Thank you for sharing. Um okay, I think I also I also share a few yes a few things, my experience um about rugby and rugby league. Uh, my name is Blaze. Um and I think Dagaman know my story very well. I mean he can he can best tell my story than me myself. So <laughs> Come on, why are you putting me on the spot? <laughs> <laughs> I think I think Dagama will help me out. Will help me out. But he knows most of my story that even me myself I don't know about. I don't I don't really know. For for like two years or two or three years, I became a household name in terms of rugby. Um, right. to the point of being becoming the 
most fittest player ever um, in rugby. But um, uh, I had my own ups and downs. I, I, I just couldn't make it to the national team. Uh, I tried. I, I tried my best. I tried my best. And uh, but <laughs> I, I don't. I think Tagama will help me out over there. I will, will try. Will try and explain. <laughs> you, you know. So Ali, I think when when politics sets in, even the best athletes are always um, discarded. Because I, I know uh, blessed to be one of the best athletes we have in the country. Um, very bulky, very physical, um, and then. He's on a wings, so you can imagine what um, the distraction is going to make on a wing. But um, selfish interests, um, they didn't like you because uh, uh, they don't really, yeah, you're not affiliated or aligned to some people. They just put you on the side. So I, I, I remember somebody telling him he's not going to put on the national team jersey, as I was told. But lo and behold, he did, went to Nigeria, and I think. He played very well. He did very well. And then he helped the team, you know, winning its first international tournament. And then it's he's been phenomenal. And I know for a fact he, he's good. He's good. And I think I think that's an interesting point that you made. You know, kind of to you know, it's just the politics at the national stage and the international stage are very, very pre- prevalent. Meaning that, you know, it has nothing to do with your ability as an athlete. It's just if they like you or if they don't like you. There's a lot of guys who I know who I played with. They couldn't even make the NFL because the fact that it was either they, 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 they didn't get the same opportunities as, you know, as other guys, they, the coaches didn't like them for whatever reason, or, I mean, it's, it, it has nothing to do with their ability as an athlete. There's guys who are in the NFL who are not better than some athletes who I know personally. Now, I'm not even joking when I say that to you. There are guys who I know who could be in the NFL, period, just on talent. So just because you don't make it doesn't mean you're not good enough, right? It just means that you just didn't get the opportunity. Because of politics, so yeah. So sorry, yeah, yeah. Go ahead, uh, continue. <clears throat> yes. Yeah, so till I joined rugby league, I think um, rugby league has given me the chance to prove myself. And 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 I th- I thought I thought I wasn't um, good enough, even though I asked a couple of coaches to try and see if uh, is it that I'm not putting in much effort, that kind of stuff. And they are not able to tell me exactly what my problem is. But um, I think when I got to rugby league, I think um, the way they gave me a chance and I think I I I proved myself and I and I think um, so far so good. So far so good. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. I like that, man. You know what? Hey, you know, sometimes, you know, things don't go your way, but you know what? You keep proving yourself at whatever stage they give you. You know, for me, I couldn't make the NFL. I played in the AFL and the IFL and or the AIF and then obviously RFL. And look, it turned out pretty well. So as long as you prove yourself. (laughs) Yeah. Awesome. Thank you for sharing. Yeah. Seth, we are waiting for you. I was really into soccer and I used to play soccer almost every time. Yeah. One day I went to the pitch and a, a friend of mine was like, you run too fast. And this is not your game. You should try and join the rugby league, rugby 
team and then see what you can do there. So I approached Agama and I was like, um, what do I need to be a rugby player? And I was like, oh, you are dressed. You're about to train. Why don't you join us and see? So I joined the training. We're like, okay, this is your man. Make sure he doesn't go past you. So they passed, they passed. And I was like, why do they keep passing backwards? Why do you want to go for it? He was like, oh, it's the rule of the game. You don't need to pass forward. You always have to pass backwards. And then you pass forward is a foul. Right. So they passed, they passed, they passed. And then there was this guy who was really fast. He just ran past everybody. And all I knew was, make sure he doesn't go past. So I just chased him and chased him and chased him to the last end. And I caught up with him. And we're like, wow, you can really run. So who are you? What are you doing here? And how come we've not met you? And I was like, oh. Today's my first time, I'm just trying out. I don't know anything about the game. So they gave me to the Gamma to train me. So we went to our first tournament. I think we were playing against, it was a friendly, um, Accra rugby, and uh, yeah, I think it was Accra rugby. And all this huge guy was standing in front of me, got the boy was running at me. He was like, he was like, make sure he doesn't go past you. So I, I went for his legs. And the guy dragged me from, I think the 20 line, I went to make a try. And when I woke up, I said, I don't play again. I'm done. <laughs> he was like, no, 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 you're not done. <laughs> it's 41st out, 42nd out. It's just been like 10 minutes. Why do you You still have to be in there. So I was standing there and then another guy came. I looked, I looked, and he stabbed me. And I stretched my leg and kicked him. And they're like, no, 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 you don't use your leg. So they gave me a yellow card. I went to sit. <laughs> and everybody was like, oh, he's a new guy. He's a new guy. He's now learning the game and all that. We went for our next game. I think I was around in Cape Coast. And he was like, you have to make sure you improve and then impress everybody here. This guy is really fast. And he's really tricky. So make sure he doesn't go past you. So... That guy was my focus. He was like, if anybody should pass me, just him shouldn't pass me. And I keep passing the ball to him. And I keep stopping him. I kept stopping him and stopping him. And I was like, yeah, we are improving. We are improving. And he introduced, he introduced me into um, rugby league too. We, we joined the same team because I didn't want to leave his team. He's really good. I just didn't want to leave his team because I knew how he plays. And I knew when he was going to pass and when he wasn't going to, when he did support and all that. So I was, so now I still look up to him. Good. And that's, that's my experience for you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's what's great, you know, kind of when you have those people who kind of, you know, be there to guide you and kind of, you're, to your point, you get dragged for 30 yards, you still keep going, you know, you don't stop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was all heads and all bruised out. It was like, no, no, no. You don't. Yeah, it is what it is, you know. But you know, hey, you know, I mean, as long as you, as long as you're able to show you can do it, you're good. So you know, good stuff, man. I like that. But I don't really like the hits. Yeah, I love the hits. <laughs> love it. <laughs> Awesome. You get it. You don't feel the pain till the next day. Right. Right. 100%. <laughs> you know, uh, that, 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 that is the fun part of the game. 
Yeah. The fun part. It's the fun part of the game because you can just hit and no one can you. They can hit you, but no one. There's no flags, no penalties. Just keep hitting. <laughs> yes. Yes. Brush your stuff and then get back into the game. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Hundred percent. So yeah. Uh, hey, the ladies. The ladies, we are waiting for you. I can see Rose, um, Edinam, uh, Nairobi. We are can waiting. I, yes, yes. Yeah, you can. Are you sure? Yeah, you can. <laughs> okay, I just remember something, and I'm not trying to paint other sports black, but it's just an experience I had with them. One thing I also experienced in some of the other sports is that they make fun of people who are not like who don't meet the kind of criteria they are looking for. And right. I think that, that thing actually encourages more ladies, for instance, from participating in sport. And right. I can use myself as an example. I got injured when I was playing soccer, my um, left knee. And because of that, um, I had to use knee guard to play for a while. And Anytime I went for training or something, people made fun of me that I'm wearing knee guard and all those things. I mean, I took it as one of those things. And when I decided to play volleyball later on in life, that was even worse. Like, they didn't even make time for me. They were just laughing at me when I tried playing. They are laughing at me. I'm like, at least I'm trying my best. I know I'm injured, but I love sports and I wanted to learn something. But you keep laughing at me and making me feel bad that I'm trying. So honestly, I had to stop playing volleyball because it was getting too embarrassing. I couldn't take it. I want to learn and they don't want to teach me and they are making fun of me. So I think um, a note to some of the other sports is that when someone has a determination or the love or the interest in learning, they shouldn't make fun of the person, no matter how the person is. At least they should try and encourage the person, try and help the person, and to go a long way to grow the sport. And that is one thing I've seen in rugby league. No matter who you are, what you are, I wear niggard, but they don't make fun of me. They try to help me, like train, not contact, but at least get fit and all those things. And I think it's a very good thing in rugby league. So if um, some of the other sports can also adopt them, adapt that, then I think it will really go a long way. Thank you. And I think you just hit a very, very, very important point because football is no different in the sense that I was also the victim of, of, of certain people, you know, either, you know, either making jokes or kind of ridiculing me for whatever reason, you know, either you're too small, you're too this, you're too that, or whatever it is, you know, um, but that helped motivate me to just play even harder. But to your point, there are other athletes who basically become discouraged at that point because they can't take it. They're not, I mean, I, I mean, um, I think that, you know, um, with with football especially, people talk the most trash in football, right? Guys basically yes. were talking about, yeah, right, exactly. So guys basically talk. I saw autographed fans, right? Guys basically make fun of me for for doing that. I'm like, wait, why? Like, I have fans. Like, they want my autograph. Why would you? What are you? Are you upset? Are you jealous? You might be jealous. Okay, I get it, bro. That's, that's all good. Just say it. <laughs> you know what I mean? But it's 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 ridiculous. It's it's ridiculous because I totally agree with that statement. I, I think other sports need to take the example that Ghana rugby is, is, is basically putting forward in the sense that you're not supposed to talk shit about your teammate. You're not supposed to talk. You can, you can talk about their team if you're trying to make a mental challenge, but don't make fun of people because let's say they're injured or 
or they have a disability or they're not the fastest or they're not the strongest or they're not the most naturally gifted athlete. You want to, in order to kind of grow the sport, you need to make sure that you're going to welcome everyone from all backgrounds, right? And, 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 and like you said, it needs to also be gender neutral. We actually had a girl uh, on my college team. We had a girl, she was, she was our kicker. So whether, whether you're female, whether you're a male, whether you're strong, whether you're, whether you're short, whether you're fat, it doesn't matter. I agree with, I agree with kind of your, your initial premise because I was also a victim of, you know, early on and even recently, just guys talking for no reason. And honestly, whoever, whoever, whoever has to like, you know, use that, you know, for whatever reason to help either whatever, for whatever if they want to just make a joke out of it, or if they want to boost their own self-esteem, it reflects more negatively on them as opposed to you as an athlete. It, 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 the person actually going out there trying to play with a knee brace or whatever, they deserve more credit than the guy or, 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 or the girl making fun of them for that. So, and I think other sports need to follow example, uh, like on a rugby is based on forward. So I agree with you. <clears throat> Thank you for sharing. Hello. 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 Yeah, hi. Hi. Hello. Yeah, hello, Rose. We can hear you. We can hear you. Okay. I want to share my story a little. Okay. I was formerly playing basketball. And I didn't uh, really look at myself to be little. Uh, I'm five, uh, five three. Five, yes, that's my height. I'm five three. Right, right. And I meet, I meet um, people who are six, seven, and I play with them. I, I make sure I beat them very well. Jaffa knows. None of them can play better than I do. Uh, right. But I'm still playing basketball. I'm still playing for um, the national fire service. And when I, I joined rugby, I really liked the game because I love tackling. I love the power in the game. I love everything about the game. I'm, I can't just wait to play uh, the next tackle game. I, I learned we have a, a concert game com, uh, coming on. I can't just wait to play. And I wish to go out one day, one day and play concert with uh, other female players out there so you i can think it's a listen you said you can join the male team <laughs> you, you know you know the male team can play better than i i do they can't run as i run so are you sure <laughs> oh, oh they well, can't they can't well, stand me well they can't, to some extent my dummies, to some... you know you know my dummies are very good i have good dummies so the male teams can't stand me <laughs> So uh, I think last play, tag play, is coming. Last tag, 28th February. We will see you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes, yes. And, and that is a good <laughs> <laughs> And I, I would love to. Uh, I would love to oh, sorry, encourage continue. every player. I would, uh, sorry. I would love to encourage every uh, player that uh, no matter where you find yourself, uh, even if you are being discriminated, uh, don't look down on that. Look at what you have and what you can offer your team. I was uh, brought down so many times, but I know what I have. I, I know what I can do. I quite remember I went to one of the biggest gym in Ghana, uh, known as Fit Trip. I went to play basketball there. And there were just fat, huge, tall players then. 
they look at me and they were like, no, go play with the girls, go play with the girls. I was like, eh, really? So they didn't let me play. I, I sat there for like two hours. They didn't let me play. So uh, finally, they made me play like two minutes. And they were like, wow, we didn't know you could play. The next day I came there, everybody was like, I want her in my team. I want her in my team. I want her in my team. So it, it doesn't matter who you are. If you believe in yourself and you know what you can offer, just do it. So this and uh, the little I will have to say for now. 100%, 100%, because obviously, like, you know, even though you're not the tallest, you're still able to compete, you know, and, and that's and that, that that harkens back to my point in my story. You know, I wasn't the biggest, but I knew what I could leverage, you know, my intrinsic qualities and uh, as an athlete to have the advantage over larger opponents, you know, over stronger opponents. You know, like you said, anyone looking anyone who who's listening or anyone who's going to watch this, you know, after it goes up needs to understand that, you know, as athletes, you have you have qualities. There's a reason why you're an athlete. And you need to understand that, you know, instead of looking at your disadvantages, look at your advantages and capitalize and focus on optimizing your advantages as an athlete, because that's what's going to carry you the distance, you know? And I think I totally agree with you. There should be no reason for anyone to ever feel discouraged, you know, for whatever reason. They think they're too short, think they're too, think they're too small, think they're too skinny, think they're whatever, you know, or whatever. If you're a man, you're a woman, it doesn't matter. Like, don't, don't, don't be afraid. So, you know, and uh, yeah, I mean, it resonates with me. So I appreciate you sharing that a lot. Well, um, I think that little I, I, I think I will add to it is um, the looking at the, the female side, the uh, stereotype against women. I think it's an, it's a good initiative. Um, Ghana Rugby League um, hopped onto, and then uh, with Rachel being the coordinator of that, and Jafaro supporting it. Um, it's it's a good thing. Well, actually, um, me myself. Um, I'm certified and award rugby as a development officer. And then my stronghold is to um, help develop girls than training guys. So most, most, most of the time it's, it's the girls I'm really looking into to train. And well, it's been great. At least I've been able to help train a couple of them and then we are pulling our weight. So hopefully um, we'll do other courses, get them a bit like the coaching uh, certificates to my shoulders and then I can do um, much better um, developing a girls game because I believe um, ladies or women have greater chances in, in, in the men's sports when they see them doing it. So it's, it's a challenge I've put on myself to help bring it up, um, um, I mean, develop it better among ladies here in Ghana and then hopefully Africa and then the world as a whole. Absolutely. And, and, and I love that you have that ambition because you never know. You never know. I mean, your coach certificate could lead you to the next level. It probably will progress to do, you know, graduate to the next level, maybe sooner than you expect, you know, but I agree. I think, I think women, you know, especially whether it's football, whether it's rugby, there's a lot of stereotypes against them. And I think ultimately they should be allowed to compete. You know, like I said, my college team, our kicker was a female, you know, the Super Bowl, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers won the Super Bowl last year. Two, two members of the coaching staff are, are women. You know, they, we, had, we had our first female referee in the Super Bowl this year, Sarah Thomas, you know. So I think women women will have their place in sports, even male-dominated sports. And, um, you know, I think it's great that you have the ambition to hopefully break down those barriers, you know, in the near future. You know, so looking forward to that.
Absolutely. Edna, won't you talk? <sighs> Man, it's, it's, it's been a great section and I'm really loving it. Some experiences. <laughs> yeah. <That'd be laughs> 30, meters, 30 meters drag and all that. <laughs> <laughs> hey man, it's all it's all experiences, right? <laughs> but it's good or bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, I mean, you know, we're done. Uh, Sorry. Yeah, talking about experience, I remember I I I opened my knee joint, my right knee, and it was a nasty experience. That that, that was my first ever and a serious injury in um, rugby. Right. And. Can you? Can I can't hear anything. Yeah. You guys hear me? Nah, I think he's off. Yeah, he's off. Okay, that's fine. We'll wait. Good yards, man. <laughs> if you have film of that, you have to send it to me. I need to. I need to watch it. <laughs> uh, you don't have to. <laughs> <laughs> Brazilian Brazil. But the guy was really big. Olympics? He, was, he had like five years experience. And that was my first time. Yeah, man, I know, obviously. You know, it's your first time. So, I mean, it's going to happen. He was dragging me like I was some little kid who was holding his leg. <laughs> begging for points. Hey, man, if he's bigger than you, no worries, man. At least you got out there. I mean, I remember I got knocked on my ass in college. Guy was 6'4", 220. I was 135, right? So he was, it, was, it was actually a drill where you, you have to grab the flag, right? So the guy was basically blocking me with a pad, and he, he beats me to the ground. I'm on the ground, okay? I have to crawl. I have to crawl just to get the bag. I get the bag, all right? My coach is going, there you fucking go, 81. Good shit. You know what I mean? So, but it's like yeah, you're on the floor, you're getting beaten like 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 this little kid by this much bigger dude. You're like, okay, all right, you know. But that teaches you not to quit. That teaches you not, to quit, you know. So it's one of those yeah. things. So yeah. So as I when I enter a game, it's like I'm scared in a way till I get my first hit and I'm charged up and I'm yeah. really ready for the game. Yeah. It's really fun. No, I really enjoy rugby. It's, it's really a nice game. Absolutely. I wish I joined earlier. You, you wish I joined where? Earlier, like I had joined the oh, game earlier. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it happens, you know. You know, but sometimes whenever you join, you join. If I join earlier, maybe I made the NFL. But at the same time, I don't. I don't think about it. You know, I think you know I played whenever I played, and you know here I am. So, you know.
I still I want to play till I'm like um 55 or something. You want to play till 55? Mm -hmm. All right. I can't wait to see it. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be the oldest man with the walking stick on the pitch. <laughs> I, I can't wait to see that either, brother. <laughs> oh my god, that'd be great. Anyway, I'll be on the oldest man with the walking stick on the pitch playing rugby. Oldest man with the walking stick on the pitch. I love it. I love it. <laughs> Oh man, you might always be the best looking old man on the pitch, you know? You'll just be, you know, with the yeah. walkie stick and the beard, just like, you know, that. Basically, you'll be fine. <laughs> they'll be having mercy on me when they're coming to hit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah they'll know. <laughs> Nobody wants to kill an old man. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you have an advantage. <laughs> yeah. uh, I think Chris is bad. <laughs> is Ebo back? Let me see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm back. I'm back. I'm back. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, good. There you go. You're talking about your knee. Yeah, yeah. So I'm um, sorry my network uh, got a bit messed up. Um, so I was talking about my knee. It opened up and then I had to stay home for yeah, almost a year. Like yeah. Yeah, almost a year. And then it comes down to what you said as we need to take our rehabs serious and then um, listen to our doctor's advice and all that. You know, some of us are not fortunate to have the best of um, medical facilities here. Right. As you have it there, you can have the surgeries and all that. Surgery right. here is really, really, really expensive. Very, very expensive. And the slightest mistake and then um, it's going to mess your life up. You, you can't be the athlete you want to be again. So we, we had, well, with, with a kind of um, medication that it was um, normal local herbs and, you know, going to the gym to, you know, a little bit, push a little bit exercise on the knee. And then I, I, I stayed home for, yeah, almost half a, half a season. And I'm back since though um, sometimes you do feel a little bit of pain in the knee when the weather is cold and all that, but. I think with what you said, you take your rehab serious and then you come back better and then more experienced because you know how to handle the injury and then how to handle yourself, not to get back into that uh, worst situation. Right, right. And I think it's it's one of those things where I mean, when you have when you have a major injury like you have, like you do with your knee injury, you you know how to play a little bit more safer. You know, you're not going to try to just jump out there and you know, go crazy. You're going to try to be more careful, mindful, kind of like what Rachel's talking about with a knee brace, you know, when you, when you, when you basically, you want to take the precautions necessary to ensure you don't re-aggravate that, that previously injured body part, you know, whether it's your knee, whether it's your finger, whether it's your arm, whatever, you know, and, you know, even for me with my, with my finger, when I fractured it, I basically just have to make sure that, you know, every time I go back out there that, you know, that, that I, it's not necessarily just um, the wearing a brace, but just making sure that I look, before I try to go up for a pass, I look here, I look in front of me, I look to the side, making sure that it's clear. And if the DB has like two to three yards behind me, if I, if he's two to three yards behind me, I, I, I've won because that's two to three yards. My hands are here. You're back here. You know, so I'm here. You're not gonna be able to make the hit. <laughs> you're not gonna be able to make the tackle, you know? Yeah. So, I mean, it's going to make my life easier. So, I mean, yeah, I totally agree. It's just, 
and you obviously, I mean, with you, obviously, like you said, how, how difficult it is to get medical treatment there in Ghana, you still were able to go through the process and still come back. And I think, uh, I mean, kudos to you for that. But that's, uh, that's big in here. All right. Yes. All right, anyone else? Seth, you're hmm? Seth, Jaffa, Rachel, Edna, Rose, any experience, any other experiences? Yes, that's it. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I guess, I guess. I guess. Yeah. It was great meeting, meeting, you know, all of you guys. The God of Rugby. Rose, Rose. Yeah, hello. <laughs> yeah, any experience? Uh, Ali, I, I wanted to ask, it's a question, it's not really an experience. Sure. Uh, sure. Because uh, in Ghana here, it's not easy working, schooling, at the same time playing basketball or playing rugby is not really easy. Because even if you, you would have to school, um, it would have to be like a weekend course. Because you'll be working from uh, Monday to Friday. And you, you will not even get a day off. And you might close late sometimes. So I want to know how you coped with that. Because aside sports, work, you also need friends and family. How do you cope with that? Did they get your attention more? Or you had to do away with some friends to be able to achieve your your goals? Thank you. And that's a, yeah, and, and, and that's a great question. I did have to actually basically cut off some friends because with kind of to your point, balancing priorities with school, with work, because even when I was playing professional, I was still enrolled, you know, part-time, you know, at, at school, weekend classes, evening classes, and you know, still working part-time too outside of, outside of playing because I wasn't making the hundreds of millions of dollars you're going to make in the NFL. I was still making good money, but I eat decent money, right? But I, I did, you know, to achieve my goal, I basically, from when I started playing in 2008 up until now, I can tell you right now, my friends look entirely different. They look entirely different. I've had to cut. Uh, I've had to cut some ties with some people because they were negative and they were not conducive to me achieving my goal of playing at the highest level. Some were very doubtful. Some were some were very. Um, they they're very. Um, I guess you could say very uh, critical. Very critical and not critical in a good way. Very critical in a negative way. And obviously, like you know, some energy is just is just going to bring you down because you're going to basically try to pursue your goal, try to balance out all these priorities. And then some, some people, if you don't give them the attention, they basically don't want to be associated with you anymore. But essentially, like you said, it's very hard when you're trying to balance out all these different things and you're trying to commit to, you know, realizing a dream, realizing a passion of playing. So with me, obviously, I, did, I had to prioritize. You know, some people were, were, were conducive to, to my development, to my growth. Some people were not going to be able to help me achieve my goal. And some people basically had to go as a result of that. And, but you know what? I mean, the result was pretty positive and I don't regret it um, for any, um, for anything, because I think, you know, when you, the right people will stay with you, you know, the right people will stay with you. And essentially you'll learn kind of who, who who's really there in your corner 
And even if you don't give them the time of day, if you have so many other things occupying your time, um, they will um, they'll be supportive regardless. So, I and, and and that's a good question. I appreciate that question. Okay, um, Ali, I would like to ask, how do you deal with um, bad energy from your teammates? Oh, man. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Let's get into it. Okay, so I'll, I'll start off with West Valley. There's, there are guys on the team who just, I'm not going to say their names. You know, I'll, I'll keep them anonymous, but I'll just say, you know, basically, they were not good for the team. In the sense, the energy that they brought was just because anytime we were losing, because we didn't, we, we, we didn't win a game that year. Um, anytime we were, we were on the sidelines, they basically, oh, you know, fuck this coach, fuck this team. We're going to be better off here. We're going to fucking do this. Nah, dude. If you can fucking do it, then you better than you then go do it. Prove to me you can do it. Otherwise, you're not doing anything. You're not you're not practicing. You're not you're not out there helping out your teammates. You're not getting better. You're just basically being uh being being a fucking sore loser. And you're not and you're being a bad teammate. And you're making the whole team look weak. You know. And kind of way I way I worked with it was basically I would say, hey dude, like yo, we gotta get our shit together. Like you know, like this is yes, we're not winning, but we're still a team. And you know, even if you don't win. If you're still able to go out there and show your effort and, and, so, and show some production, you're going to get some schools and you're going to get some professional teams wanting to give you a shot. That's what happened to me. They wanted to give me a shot, you know, and that's how I was able to get to the pro leagues. And some of those teammates just don't listen to it. They, 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 they stay negative because in their minds, they believe that they're better. They believe that they're better and they don't actually put in the work to be better, you know? And, and to me, that's the, that you're cheating yourself so much because when you when you have it in your mind that you're better and you're not going to work for it, I mean, then what are you then what are you complaining about? <laughs> Why are you complaining? Like you're not. I mean, you're you're complaining about your own disposition. You can make yourself better if you put the work in. I'm proof of it. If you put the work in, you can do it. You know, I don't believe in excuses. So why 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 are you being so negative? Why are you dragging down the team morale? Because when the team morale is dragged down, it's very hard to win. It's very hard to win. It's very hard to win. I don't care what level, whether it's college, arena, semi-professional. It's very, very difficult to win when you have other teammates bringing you down, bringing down the team. So later on in my career, I assumed more of a leadership role, uh, Ebo, because I basically was 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 the special teams captain for the, for the Falcons, and okay. I basically was 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 kind of driving a lot of the team, um, kind of you know the the huddles, the practices, the film sessions, all the different things that went into preparing for the game. I was like the leader. For, for that end. So anytime I had someone who was negative energy like that, I was basically kind of coach's right-hand man to ensure that those, that that guy knew, Hey man, this is yes. Yes. You know, it may not be fun. Sometimes you may not be getting the playing time you want, but you have to trust the process, trust right. the process because eventually when your time comes, if you are as good as you say you are, or if you are as good as you believe yourself to be, which you may very well be when your time comes, you will shine. And then right. you'll be able to show the world. I did it. So, yeah, 100%. So, no, that's, that's not a great question, man. I love the Evo. Thank you so much. I love that All question. Right, thank you. All right. Yeah, thanks, bro. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> All right, any good questions, guys? Anything else? Anyone? This has been fun. I've really enjoyed this. Yeah, yeah, I've also enjoyed it. And I'm really liking it because I'm really learning from it. 
Yeah. And that's a- you know, some, yeah, sometimes I, 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 I feel like doing it. And sometimes I'm like, uh, you know, the body's tired. But I, I know with, with a little push, it will take me there. So I, I always try as much as possible to push myself to that, to that limit and then get there. Because I remember when I started playing first, um, you know, I was more of a physical guy going for the tackle. Boom, 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 boom. Yeah. And then I realized, no, I'm young now, but what will happen to me in the next um, five years? Am I still going to be that active with all the injuries? You know, I've hurt my right shoulder. I, I It pops out and I fix it back in instantly, just like that. Um, my ankles are twisted, broken my ankle, my fingers and all that. But I said to myself, okay. Okay. Now, exactly. I, 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 I can't play that aggressive game any longer. So what do I do? You know, I need to blend in to, to change the style. So now, set can testify. I, I don't do much of the contact game. I do more of thinking, like being yeah. smart on the field. Exactly. Being smart on the field and then avoiding much contact to, you know, not to affect me sometimes to come. So I think with time, the experience gets better and better and then you, you don't have to handle yourself on the field. It's, it's great learning from each other and I like that. 100%. You know, and to your point about injuries and kind of learning to become more smarter, you know, with me too. So obviously these, in my first years, I was more of an aggressive player. I was a much more aggressive younger player. When I got to, when I was 28, you know, kind of lo- a little bit more seasoned, when I came out of uh, six years of not playing to play for the Falcons in Chicago, that's when I became a leader. And like you said, I, was, I leveraged my IQ as a player, as opposed to being more aggressive. Like I knew exactly how to use leverage. I knew exactly how to, you know, line up on different positions and different spots for kickoff or for, for kick return, for, for field goal, for punt, for offense, you know, for, for different types of, you know, uh, I guess formations for wide receivers as well as, you know, defense. So when you can kind of leverage your 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 IQ, and when you can leverage your um your your you, when you when you become when you use when you use your 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 game IQ and your intelligence as opposed to using your um your your aggressiveness and your just your athletic abilities, you're much more well-rounded as a player. You're much more effective as a player because you're going to be able to do things, and, and guys are not going to be able to kind of anticipate because you're going to anticipate things much more um much more easier than other guys who are not using. I guess I I guess um who are not as well versed in the IQ aspect of the game yeah. you know, on the field. Yeah. So pretty much that's what, that's what I basically le- learned, you know, uh, playing special teams, offense and, and whatever. And obviously with your point that that's pretty much is just like my journey later on, you know, after all my injuries, you know, Hey, you know, I mean, I, I may not be the most aggressive, but I'm smarter and I'm, and I'm a lot more seasoned as a veteran. So that's going to help me be more effective on the field. All right. All right. Yeah. I, I think well, I, I, I saw Rachel tested. <laughs> Rizzo, can you come up where you tested? <laughs> she was texting. She was texting that we couldn't hear you. That's what she was texting when you had to when yeah, you had to yeah, come yeah. back. Yeah. <laughs> Rachel. Yes, that grandma. <laughs> I think I saw it. Says what are you say. He's an old adult. Okay, okay. If you add, we hear you. Wow. Oh, I was like, when you were talking, you forgot to add that um, aside everything, you also still work for your team manager. 
well, well, as as we said, it's it's it comes with experience. You know, there's this guy who is very very good. Um, um, he's a center. Um, goes by the name Carlos, and then he's always intercepting passes. Always intercepting. I was like, no, how does he do it? So I I one day approached him, and then he's like, it's it's just a matter of being smart and like knowing the right moment to go in for that. So I said to myself, if he can do it, why can't I do it? Right. right. So I, I I started giving my toe myself some time reading in between the lines when the passes are flowing and I know okay this person is good with passes this one is not good so if I should stand in between this and that I know how to intercept the ball so I wait for the right moment and then going for the intercept and then it's been great now most guys are even calling me the thief because I, I always do intercept and steal those balls. They are always like, "Oh, that guy is a thief! That guy is a thief! That guy is a thief!" Awesome, I love it. <laughs> and that's, it's funny you mentioned that. Obviously, when I when I played in the Falcons again, uh, I remember in practice we basically were running we're running different schemes. I was running like posts and slants, right? I ran a post. My teammate Jonathan Fonder, uh, he's 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 a defensive back. I basically go up. I'm right next to him. He doesn't even see me. I run behind him. I run right behind him, and I basically then I look back to the QB. The QB throws, and I catch it. And then the founder was like, "How the fuck did you get there?" I'm like, "Because, bro, that's how I run my routes. <laughs> I know exactly where your blind side is, and I'm gonna wait yeah. right there. So right when the QB's ready to let it go, I'm gonna be ready. You know? Yeah. And yeah, exactly. That's how you know you anticipate a little bit better. You anticipate a little bit better. So I agree with you. That's that's awesome." Said, where that face? <laughs> oh, Ali, it's 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 been great having you. I've really enjoyed this conversation and so happy, so happy to, to join this meeting. Hundred percent. Very, yeah, me very too. Happy. I'm very happy too. No, this is great. I appreciate you guys, you know, meeting you guys and learning your stories and sharing my stories and just having a conversation about challenges that we all face and just stuff we like talking about, you know. And that's the whole point of sports, you know. It's supposed to be kind of a positive mechanism, you know, for us to kind of get be an outlet for us to share our experiences and just get out there. So I love it. And um, you know, I'll let you guys know whenever I'm out there, you know, hopefully soon. So we'll make yeah. so we'll make some stuff happen. <laughs> so. Yeah, and then fingers crossed. Yeah, also hoping to, you know, come to the States and then uh, see if we can play some rugby league and maybe learn a bit of NFL or AFL as well. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Hey, whenever you come out, you both, I, I'm, I'm be ready for you, dude. I'm be ready. I got my ball ready. I'll be like, <laughs> ready to catch. Yeah, ready to catch. Either you catch it or or you intercept, intercept it. My, yeah, exactly. You have to intercept my face. <laughs> 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 oh, <man. sighs> okay well if there's nothing else you guys thank you all for having me um thank you all you know sharing your story it was great you know i'm uh, looking forward to what's to come and i'll be posting this i'll send i'll, I'll send rachel the link and um you know we'll be uh we'll be in touch guys you know and uh best of luck with everything and hopefully i'll see you guys soon all right all right and uh, ali um if um, um any social media handles um you send it down to rachel and then she'll pass it on it if you have to follow um, 
your your pages and all that you also have to um you know help support grow what you're doing so it the links the social media handles facebook twitter instagram linkedin which any of them that you have just share the ids and then let's get let's get on let's get on Absolutely. Yeah, no, I mean, I'll go drop it right now, but it's Oscar Wolf Carly on Facebook and obviously on Facebook again, the 81 podcast on Facebook. The Instagram is awesome.z.ali and Rachel follows me on Twitter. It's awesome.z.ali81. But I'll go ahead and send that also in the email and you guys can follow me. And, uh, you know, and yeah, I mean, if you guys want to add me on Facebook or follow me on Instagram, that'd be great. And, we, and I'll go and show them Rachel. Then you obviously, yeah, I mean, like you said, I mean, once I get you guys following me, we're going to get some stuff happening. It's going to it's gonna be big. So I'm excited. Right. So, right. yes, sir. Yes, sir. All right. Thank all right, you take care. Very much, Thank you guys. Right. You know, take care. All right. All right. All right. All right. You too, bro. Yeah, you too. All right, bro. <laughs>